Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to add up on the Add Up Experience podcast, where we make education your business. This is Elvin Freitas, co-founder of the Add Up Experience podcast, and I'm here at the World Innovation Summit for Education, otherwise known as WISE, uh, in Doha, Qatar. And I have another uh, amazing guest with me with another very difficult name to pronounce, and I'm going to try my best to do it. <laughs> try my best. And so, okay, here we go. Her name is... Pelunomi? Close? Be done. Close? Okay, yeah, Pelunomi. Yeah. Moiloa. Moiloa? Very good. Yeah. Very now good. now you say it. Go ahead. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, go for it. Because <laughs> then it's going to go ahead. Pelunomi Moiloa. Ah, Pelunomi Moiloa. Okay, sounds so much better when you say it. All right. And she is CEO of Le Lapa AI. Yes. Yes. Okay. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah? It's been a long day. <laughs> yeah. Just so people know, this is like the, the end of the day, first day of the conference. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. It has been a long day. Um, I'm a little bit embarrassed, though, because I can't even uh, blame jet lag because I'm in a similar time zone. <laughs> That's funny. Wait, wait, where is where's the time zone? Where are you from? I'm from Johannesburg, South Africa. Oh, no way. Is that where uh, Le Lapa AI is? That's okay. where we're based. Good. Okay, good. So tell us all about Le Lapa AI. Great. Um, we are a, an AI startup, mm -hmm. super trendy, um, <laughs> even, even more trendy. We do language models. We build language. Models. Ah, large language models. I like to joke and say that the L in our LLM stands for little because <laughs> it sounds cute, but it's also because it's sort of what we do. Um, yeah, I think LLM is a word that is is thrown around quite a lot. Yes, um, sure, So people sure. think it's the answer for everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but we look for efficient ways of using smaller data sets, smaller models, and ah. smaller domain spaces to build language models for under-resourced languages. Um, so there are almost 2,000 languages on the African continent. Oh, wow. Uh, very few people engage fluently yeah. in, in languages that AI knows very well, English, French, Spanish, or yeah. whatever else. Yeah. Um, and that means it's our job yeah. to make sure that the 1.2 billion people on the African continent are able to get technology to understand them so that they can communicate, um, learn, contribute, yeah. and participate in a global economy through mobile yeah. applications and, yeah. and websites and things like that. So how does this work in the real world? I'm trying to figure out how... Can we walk us through, like how are we how they're using it in an everyday scenario? I guess. Well, if we do our job well, yeah, you won't know that you're using Ooh, it, right? I like that. Okay. Um, so we're a B two B. We we uh -huh. sell our services business, to businesses yeah. Yeah. so that they're able to do their services better. Okay. So, for example, if I am a South African yeah. and I speak a language called Shang'an, uh -huh. and I call into a call center because a a shopping app has lost my order. Oh. And I want to complain. Yeah, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> yeah, as any ordinary person any would. Other, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to complain in the language that I know. <laughs> How frustrating is that? <laughs> and that is the experience of for course. most of the people in the global south. Yeah. Um, so if that shopping company was clever, yeah. they would get Lalapa AI to come in uh -huh. um, and enable them with a technology that is able to understand that language so that they're able to communicate with the customers. So it would be via chat, conversational chat, oh, okay. um, 
that is able to, in a clever way, engage with the particular response from a consumer. Yeah. Um, it could be via a call center where the call center is then able to transcribe um, that language into text so that it can be analyzed. Okay. Um, it could be a market research firm that wants to understand the content within a particular body of text. Yeah. If it's not in a commonly known language, they're unable to do that. And it just means that they're unable to know about their audience in this mass market um, yeah. that is otherwise barred from participating in a global economy. Gotcha. Do you work with education uh, businesses and organizations? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> How does that look like? I'm just curious. Um, so education, I mean, language touches everything. Right? Of course, yeah, yeah. And one of the primary motivations around education is information consumption, right? Yeah. And, and, and knowledge sharing. Yeah. You can't do that if you don't speak the language. Yes. One of the ways in which this is very evident, um, a study was done in South Africa where um, students who were learning foundational concepts, whether it be mathematics or biology, yeah. learning in their mother tongue meant that they were able to understand and, ah. and, and uh, play back the information more yeah. accurately and better. Yeah. Um, but then you have a technical digital tool. How, Wikipedia is not available in the language ah, that they speak. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cannot engage in, I mean, ChatGPT doesn't work yes. for them. <laughs> not yet. Um, which no. is what most students yeah, are using yeah, these days. Yeah. Um, and even if it's a digital tool at school that helps you practice um, your English questions or yeah. your history questions. Yeah. Um, if they're unable to engage in the language of their mother tongue, then it just stops them from being able to absorb knowledge. So for us, language and enabling language within the education space, um, I mean, in, in Africa, in South Africa, the global south at large, one of our main issues is access to education. I know that there are other places ah. in the world who are focusing more on personalization, yeah. and yeah. that's what people often think when they think of AI <laughs> and education. Um, but for the rest of the world, we're yeah. still worried about access, about how can we get information into the hands of people who want to learn new things yeah. um, so that they can learn new things. In their language. In their and language. that's the biggest issue that you've been finding is that um, they just don't have that uh, information in their language and yep. that's where you guys come in and uh, how has that helped do you have any stories that you can talk about how has it helped people things like that yeah um, no I don't have any stories <laughs> yet but as soon as I do I'll give you <laughs> okay um, so talk to me about um, what do you guys want to do in the future what's your plan to expand um, and, and get your you know services out there yeah um, I mean I think the biggest thing for us at the moment is moving into translation models. Okay, what does that um, mean? Exactly? So you can use Google Translate for yeah. many of the languages mm -hmm. in the world, but you can't use it for um, Southern African and African languages ah. a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so even though we're able to help manipulate information um, in particular languages, so transcription, moving it from text to speech or speech to text or yeah. um, searching through it or highlighting specific phrases or or uh filtering it yeah. um we're still not able to go from one language to another okay. so if there is a database of material available in english yeah um we're not at the point where we're then able to convert that into a language um for people to consume 
Okay. And that is a huge demand, and, yeah. and that is the space that we'll be heading into soon. How do you know that's a huge demand in market research? Um, yeah. <laughs> and because people keep handing me business cards saying, once you have translation, give me a call. <laughs> uh, so you've been um, pretty busy at the WISE conference, huh? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Just the numbers, yeah. So um, WISE is talking about creative fluency, right? And mm -hmm. um, human flourishing in the age of AI. What does that mean to you? The Lilapa mission is kind of described as empowering an observable uptick in the quality of life of Africans. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the same thing. Okay. Is giving people the option to ah, be able to I like participate. The option, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, because at the moment they don't necessarily have the option. Gotcha. Um, and I think when we get to a place where everybody has an option, then yeah. we've reached a place where people are able to make decisions for themselves, their communities and the people that they care yeah. about. Yeah. And we're not there. Yeah. Um, and we're not done until we get there. Yeah. What do you think about simultaneous, um, uh, translation? Ooh, I have this, um, there's this wonderful science fiction writer. Um, Nedi Okorafor. She's a Nigerian writer. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, I initially thought I didn't like science fiction. <laughs> and then I realized I I do. Yeah. I just like reading about people who look like me and have my experiences. And yeah. most of science fiction isn't that way. But yeah. she's an African science fiction writer um, and writes African stories. My favorite one is Binti. Mm -hmm. um, Binti is a Himba girl from Southern Africa, okay. a country called Namibia. Yeah. Um, and culturally, their women are covered in mud. They have dreads that wow. are covered in mud and they really? protect their skin yeah. in mud. And they're very proud of their cultural heritage yeah. and, and tradition. Yeah. But in the sci-fi film, this girl, Binti, um, even with her very heavy cultural um, descriptors and, yeah. and, and grounding, yeah is this person who travels the universe and has special um, powers through special technologies. Yeah. And there's a point in the book where she talks about um, another tribe who's able to communicate with people far away. Yeah. And they kind of just wave their arms around and they're able to send messages through the atmosphere instantaneously across the universe. Okay. Um, and whenever I think about simultaneous translation, I have yeah. this image of my head. Like, <laughs> like indigenous Africans, wherever yeah. they are, because yeah. often we think that technology means that you have to have metal surfaces or, or tiles or yeah. very clean yeah. environments. You, you have this beautiful savanna or this desert uh -huh. under a tree and this yeah. person who's able to, through a small device in their ears, just speak to somebody on the other side of the world. Yeah. Um, and, and that for me was quite a powerful grounding in what technology could look like. Yeah. We don't have very many images of that. Sure. Um, and that's actually our main research objective is yeah. to do instantaneous translation with wow. under-resourced languages. Yeah. What about connectivity? How's uh, connectivity looking like in that part of the world? Yeah. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, episode over. <laughs> um, but... I mean, it's, it's, it's getting better. I think there are significant challenges from an infrastructure perspective. A lot of the fiber 
cables that have yeah. been laid have been mm -hmm. done by private institutions and, mm -hmm. and telcos and things like that in order to then be able to provide a surface yeah um which has certain complications um but the main way that people are able to connect with the rest of the world is through mobile devices yes Mm -hmm. So there is a high saturation of mm -hmm. mobile connectivity. Yeah. I think about 80 to 90% of Africans connect to the internet via mobile. Wow. Um, which is another reason why language is so important yeah. because it's not like they can go to a computer and necessarily have a video call because these mobile phones aren't, aren't always smartphones. Most of the time they're feature phones, oh, right? Oh, yeah. So you Old are communicating with text yeah. or you're communicating with voice, yeah. which is why the technology then needs to be able to deal with those languages. Yeah. Um, and, and so it has its disadvantages, but at the same time, you know, um, people think of Africa as quite a technology technologically slow place yeah, yeah, totally. um, mm -hmm. but our mobile banking <laughs> better than all y'all's <laughs> like i i heard a That's rumor great. that apparently they still do checks in america and i was like what <laughs> that's not or, a rumor <laughs> it's not a rumor being at dinner and, and trying to transfer money to yeah, your friend and yeah. they're like oh no that's gonna take yeah. i'm like what do you mean can i just send it to your phone number <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great um, i love that so in, in some ways, we are very much constrained by the challenges yeah. that we have, but it yeah. does mean that it opens up a new universe of innovation and ways yeah. of thinking and seeing things that I think the rest of the world is, is a little slow on. Yeah, yeah. fascinating. Um, okay, so I, I would love to ask you my last question. Uh, what do you see as the future of education? Ooh. Mm-hmm. The billion dollar question. Just a, a billion. It's a very a yummy question. It could be trillion with a T. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> uh, hmm. Based on your experience, everything you've seen, you've heard, you've read. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in the future, especially with AI and everything that you're doing? Yeah, well, I mean, I have hopes. Um, yeah. But I don't. Uh, we'll see what happens. But. Okay. What are your hopes? You know. Education at the moment has very much been informed by creating like a, a, a socially acceptable labor force, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, I think we have lots left over from this notion of, of providing labor and work a workforce for this industrial revolution yes. and not much has changed <laughs> that's since so true yes. um, good call which means that our education is severely limited in its mm. imagination mm. and there are so many questions of how we do it and yeah. why we do it that way that i hope will absolutely disintegrate yeah. um, and that ai might help to do that in a way that enables people to learn in better ways in ways that are useful for them so um i think we have an unhealthy relationship between learning and knowledge acquisition and work Ooh, that's interesting. Um, i hope that ai would be able to uh, as long as we can figure out the wealth distribution issue yes, yes. um education should be about learning it shouldn't be about learning how to do a job so that you can afford health care and food on your table mm -hmm. um and what does education look like if that is not the constraint that we are designing for Ooh. um why is it that we separate classes by age yeah. um why is it that we separate 
our educational bodies of knowledge with maths separate to biology, separate yeah. to physics, when we know that the body consists of all of that. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I've, I've, I've said before that AI is very bad at a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does some other things okay. Yeah. Um, but what it's really done well is highlight to us as humans what we've failed to acknowledge and failed to address as the fabric of what our society has become. Yeah. Um, and I think the intervention of AI in education has really showed us that, you know, we're, we're testing the wrong things. We're teaching our kids the wrong things. Because yeah. if a machine can do it, wow. then how useful is it for our kids to know? Yeah. Um, and, th and that's a bit I'm excited about, you know. Yeah. Where, where, where can we go now yeah. that we know yeah. um, that we can do better. Yeah. Fantastic. Fascinating. Very, very, very fascinating uh, response to that question. I asked everybody that question. So I got to say that I was very um, yeah. interesting. Other people probably said like personalized learning or Yeah, something. a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked the way you took it, Dad, and, and you kept me thinking. You got my wheels turning. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, I'm going to try to outro you again. So this is not, you know, let's, let's see how I did. I believe in so, you. <laughs> here we go. Okay. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, your guest today, you heard from, all right, here we go. Belonimi. Belonimi Moila. Moila. No, no. Say it again. Belonimi Moila. Belonimi Moila. See, when you say it and I repeat it, it's much better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So your learning style is an audio. Yeah, exactly. Not a, not 100%, a 100%. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> she is the CEO at Le Lapa AI. How was your experience today with me? Um, I think, I mean, it's been quite cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of the conferences that I've been to before, it, I mean, the conversation is very much driven by who's in the room. Yeah. Um, and certain voices dominate when they're in the room. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the first international conferences that I've gone to where um, the Global South is able to engage in Global South issues because we're not drowned out by people who don't think they're, um, they're important. Nice. Um, so that's been really great. Um, just having different perspectives and, 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 and different contributions so that we're able to explore different subjects, yeah. um, which has been quite nice. Fantastic. Good. Well, thank you for my, for your time. I appreciate your insights. Very interesting. Um, so uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, you've just it up. <laughs>